Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. And I got to tell you guys a story about what happened to me yesterday. You know, I threw my back out a couple weeks ago shoveling snow. Mm-hmm. I've been working hard at MedPoint, um, trying to get in better shape. So yesterday, my back's still kind of bugging me, and I do a workout. And my trainer, Garrett's like, hey, you know, I, I hope you're doing those stretches I gave you for your back. And I said, I am. I go, but it's kind of sore still right in the, the middle of the lower back. And he's like, well, why don't you roll that out with a golf ball or something? Like, if you put it in there underneath you and then you roll on the carpet you can really get in there and Mm -hmm. and it might make things feel better so i'm like okay i'll give it a try so last night i'm lying there on the carpet in the living room i got the golf ball underneath me and i'm doing some stretches i i'm rolling out my lower back with this golf ball and then i pop the ball out it's next to me and i start doing some other stretches my son grayson comes over and he picks up the golf ball, starts playing with it. I'm like, buddy, just leave that ball there. That's for daddy. Daddy needs that ball. He's like, oh, okay, okay. I keep stretching. And I notice that he is now completely gone. He's taken the golf ball, and he's in the other room talking to my wife. And I yell, does he have that golf ball? And Uli says, yeah, he's got the golf ball. I said, well, tell him I need the golf ball. Grayson, bring, bring the golf ball back to daddy. Start stretching again. Next thing I know, I'm screaming the F word at the top of my lungs. What? <laughs> because my son from the other side of the room threw the golf ball to me and it smoked me right in the forehead. Oh. Was the F word which one? The F word. Oh, I thought it was four, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me take my hat off here, fellas, and show you a little something. See that right there? <laughs> yeah. See, uh, I got a bu- that's a bump, and those little dots, they're bruises from the divots in the golf ball. Wow. Look. You can see a couple red. Holy cow. He's got an arm. Yeah. I'm surprised. It doesn't, can you, does it say Titleist backwards <laughs> on my forehead right now? You can definitely see the outline. You can see the dimples in it. Holy cow, dude. I felt so bad for, for swearing, for screaming, because he started crying instantly. And I'm yeah. like, oh, buddy, I'm sorry. But I'm still rolling around because it hurt. <laughs> I got hit in the forehead with a golf ball, rolling around on the ground. I'm like, it's okay, it's okay. And my wife comes running in. She's like, what is going on? And she was mad that I, I yelled that word out. Sure. But then she saw my head, and she starts laughing uncontrollably. <laughs> She's like, oh, my God, that's bad. Let me get you some ice. And Grayson's like, we'll get you some ice, Daddy. We'll be right back. <laughs> so they gave me the ice, and I'm sitting there with it on my forehead. Yeah. He kind of helped you out, though. Why is that? Oh, you forgot about all the pain in your back. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. My back doesn't doesn't hurt at all now. It's my forehead. My forehead. (laughs) Justin Trudeau's been caught doing something. And this scandal, the SNC-Lavalin affair, keeps getting worse for the Prime Minister's office. Yesterday, another development. Devin Peacock is the man in the know. What exactly happened yesterday, and why is it a big deal? So Jane Philpott, the uh, Treasury Board uh, president, uh, resigned uh, from Cabinet. She has been a very effective minister for Trudeau. She was uh, Indigenous uh, Affairs Minister before that. She was the Health Minister before that. But she is one of the most respected Cabinet ministers in his Cabinet, and she resigned. 
the reason she resigned, though, is as is as hardcore as just the resignation itself. She said, cabinet ministers, part of their duty is to defend other cabinet ministers and decisions made in cabinet. And because of the SNC-Lavalin controversy, she cannot do that. The way the government has handled the file, she cannot, in ethical and good conscience for her, continue on to be a cabinet minister and defend the government. Wow. So essentially she's saying she does not have confidence in Justin Trudeau. I like her name. Jane Philpot. Jane Philpot. Sounds like a British nanny. Yeah. Jane Philpot. <laughs> She's also a, a very good friend of uh, Jody Wilson Raybould. Okay. Um, you know, but there's there's still no crime that's been committed that we know of right now. Because I keep because I keep seeing people defend Trudeau, saying this is overblown, this isn't a big deal. But if that's true, why is everybody stepping away? The well, part of the part of the. the Part of the problem is Canada has the roles of justice minister and attorney general combined as one. In places like England, they have a justice minister as one job, attorney general as one job. The attorney gen, like the justice minister, is you know open to you know lobbying for different things. The attorney general should be completely independent from all that, like we see Rule in the United States, right? Like they're yeah. the they're the the top law officer in the country. And from what I've seen, there are some people who feel there is criminality in what the liberals have done, but there's other people in law circles who feel there is not criminality in what's been done. Interestingly, last week when Jody Wilson-Raybould was testifying before the Justice Committee, she was asked, did she think there's criminal activity in all this? And she said no. That doesn't mean... It's an ethics That doesn't mean it's not. But also, when you're talking about, like... The government should not be meddling in court cases mm-hmm. and, and justice. So even if there's no like criminality or charges from the RCMP, that doesn't mean like ethically there's nothing wrong or that it, it's it's not wrong what the government is alleged to have done here. The problem is with this scandal, there's no porn star. There's, That's the big there's problem. No, there's no hush money. The bar has been moved by the president of the United States' activities over the past couple of years. So far, like this thing, it's for a lot of people. This is just boring. In the states, this wouldn't even be a drop in the in the bucket with the scandals that Donald Trump has been involved in. I think sometimes when people like like political reporters in particular when they report in these stories, they kind of get in their own bubble with this sort of stuff. Like if you have to say, like when Jane Philpot resigned yesterday, uh, people were tweeting out this is huge. Like if you have to say something is huge, not that it's not big and important, uh-huh. but by saying that it's huge, I think kind of diminishes yeah. how important and big it is. I've made that mistake on first dates before. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're going to love this. It is huge. Wait till you see how huge this is. You won't believe it. And then you set the bar too high. That's <laughs> ah, not as big as I thought it would be. <laughs> well, we'll find out because it seems... <laughs> Oh, now <laughs> I have this visual in my It seems to be getting bigger and bigger as time goes on. The story will come to a head at some point. Okay, that's enough. You got a question. Ask a lawyer. Ask a lawyer. A question about custody or his neighbor. Ask a lawyer. Ask a lawyer.
Ian Snedden, partner with Cohen Hiley Lawyers in studio. Good morning, Ian. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, people excited you're here, apparently. The phones are going wild, so let's get right to it. If you have a question for a lawyer, 519-643-9696. Up first is Cindy. Hi, Cindy. Hi, how you doing? Good. You've got a family law question right up Ian's alley here. Perfect. Um, I'm having a question regarding the Canada Child Benefit and its effect with Section 7 expenses. Um, detailed. The, child, <laughs> the uh, children reside with me. Their father has them every other weekend, and we have child care expenses. Do I include the Canada Child Benefit as part of my income when we calculate our percentages towards child care? Very specific. The short answer is yes, you do. And for people who are listening, Section 7 expenses. So child support is based upon the payor's income, but then there are additional expenses. And, and one of them that you've mentioned, Cindy, is uh, absolutely one of them. Child care counts as an additional expense. Child care would be like daycare, yeah. that sort of yeah. thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, and there's lots of other example: orthodontics, uh, university, that kind of thing. And uh, those are an additional expense that you uh, share based okay. upon your respective income. So if you are paying child support, it's just not one payment. That doesn't cover all the... Where does all that money go then? If you're, if you're given money, every month you give an X number of dollars, where's, isn't that money supposed to go for braces and stuff like yeah. that too? Caring for childs? Uh, no, it's mm. not. It's okay. uh, for food and shelter, that kind of thing. Now, it, it, it gets complicated, not that we can get into it on, uh, on this show this morning, but um, it also depends on the payor's income. If somebody's paying $200 a month in child support, then certain expenses will be considered extraordinary expenses if you're making if you're paying $50,000 a month in child support because you're be a, pretty a good billionaire one. then then you don't have to worry <laughs> about those things but but uh, yes Cindy you do have to include your child uh, benefit in the calculation and then after that on on any expense that's uh, listed under section 7 of uh, the child support guidelines uh, then it becomes proportionate to your income even though it's not on my um, line 150 because it's not taxable? Um, yes, even even so. You have to take into account the um, tax benefits. It sounds benefits. like this is not the answer Cindy was hoping mm-hmm. for. No. <laughs> <laughs> your, your ex-husband is listening right now going, yes! Yeah, told you! <laughs> Section 7! Cindy, it shouldn't make a huge, huge difference to you, though. That's all. I just wanted to make sure what was right because my I do have a lawyer. My lawyer says it's not to be included because uh, when they use the divorce mate software, it does not bring that income in as part of my income. Um, it just calculates with the like the tax deductions. I get on my uh, my tax return. Ian just did that face. Well, your uh, no, your uh, <laughs> your tax benefits are certainly something that are includable and taken into account on Section Seven expenses, not on. Now I'm making this as boring as possible. Uh, section three of the guidelines, where that's the basic. Covering child support. so many sections this morning. I know it's, uh, it's, it's like school, but if you want now, Cindy, uh, talk to your lawyer again on, on the radio and. Two minutes. It's a little little difficult to drill down to it, but I'm not sure why your lawyer would think that it isn't relevant. Okay. okay. I blame the divorce mate software. Yeah. Personally. Maybe there's a glitch. It's actually really good software. My right? wife thinks that's hilarious. By the way, that there's something called divorce mate, 
And because I was in trouble with her, can I say happy birthday to her? <laughs> oh, I Otherwise, you're going to be using the divorce mate software when you get I, I'd home. I'd like to avoid that. I've gone 26 <laughs> years of marriage. I'd, one more. One more year. 26 years. Oh, congratulations yeah. oh, to you and uh, your lovely wife. Anything yeah. else? Condolences like to, to her. No, that's it. I love <laughs> yeah. her. Oh, that's love it. Her? Awesome. Maybe there's some birthday mate software you can get next year. <laughs> Help you out. Let's go to Paul. Go ahead, Paul. You're on with Ian from Cohen Hiley. First of all, I'd like to say, no, I am not Cindy's ex-husband. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. What's your question? It's family um, law again, right? Yeah, it's family law. It has to do with uh, child support payments. Um, say I owe my wife X wife X amount of dollars a month in child support, but there's uh, carryover charges from Section 7 expenses where we agree to split the cost 50-50, but she's late paying me her share of those expenses, can I deduct that from my monthly child support payment to her when the Family Responsibilities Office has okay. signed off on So you've paid her, involved? and then she owes you money. Can you just take the money she owes you out of what you pay her, Ian? You know, first, I haven't spoken about Section 7 expenses ever on the radio. Jim and right. Taz, this is I new for you guys. I didn't even know this was a thing, but <laughs> it's quickly turning into our favorite section, though. <laughs> so, um... The short answer is uh, is no, although you could deduct the interest if it's pursuant to a court order. Okay. Okay. Good luck with that. No more Section 7 calls. <laughs> what about neighbors? Well, Kevin's got a question about a rental. Go ahead, Kevin. Oh, okay. Hi, how's it going? Good. What, uh, what's your issue? You got a landlord issue? Yeah, so it's my, my sister's landlord. She moved out a couple months ago now, and... She gave. She didn't give a written notice, unfortunately, but it was like a verbal notice of moving out. And then they charged her credit card two months' rent, even though they gave the 60-day notice. Mm. So what do you do to get that money back, Ian? Yeah. Well, uh, we only represent landlords. Some of your listeners won't like to hear that. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I've been meaning to bring Joe Hoffer on or one of our landlord people uh, I I do believe it has to be in writing, so a verbal notice wouldn't be enough. That's such what a you need to do, move. you need to get a lawyer, and you need to have your lawyer send a letter to the landlord. Or, or you can get a paralegal. Or a paralegal. Or, or you could do it yourself, but you have to make sure you do it right. And in this case, because it wasn't in writing, I don't think it would be effective. And it's probably, it sounds like it's a good chunk of change, too, so you want to make sure you get it done right. Yeah, okay. Okay. I know it sucks because yeah. it's like, well, it's only a couple thousand dollars and now I got to pay for a lawyer and that's going to cost me a couple hundred maybe. So You just can't trust a verbal agreement. It's, you can't trust somebody who's going to hold up their end of the bargain. It's well worth it just for the principle of the whole thing. Don't let them keep the money. Get mm-hmm. it back. We're uh, talking to our lawyer. It's Ask a Lawyer here on the Taz Show. And we've got time for one more. <laughs> Kathy has a family matter she'd like to uh, ask you about here, Ian. Okay. Hi there. Hi. Hi, Hi Kathy. Kathy. Hi. Okay, so my parents divorced 30-some-odd uh, years ago, and my father has been paying uh, alimony to my mother all these years. For 30 but, years? Yeah. No, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Right? Section right? 7. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong section, Jim, but okay. <laughs> Close enough. Okay, so now my father has passed away, and she still wants her alimony payment from the estate. Apparently, she has something that says it's binding to the estate. 
So, so your your father has died, and he still can't get out of his alimony payments. <laughs> oh my <You> goodness! <laughs> has your mom had a Never job in those thirty five years? Never get married. <laughs> does your mom work, or has she worked? She did work, and so she does have some retirement come in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but has your has your uh, where did your dad's money go? Did it go to you guys, the kids? Yes. So now your mom wants money from you, and you're wondering if you have to give it to her. Exactly. All right. So this is a this is a family law and an estate litigation uh, question. So Gemma Charlton at our firm is somebody that you might want to consider speaking to. It it really depends, Kathy, on what the contract or court order says. And and Jim, I don't know if you're still in that relationship, but yes, you could in fact have to pay from the grave. <laughs> That Just is wild. From my cold dead hands. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, it really depends on the order or the or the contract, and then there's lots of other issues involved there. But that's a very long time. So ordinarily, spousal support is payable for between half the length of the relationship and the full term. So unless they were married for 35 years, it would be unusual for a court to order that. Uh, your dead father continues to pay. No wonder you said happy birthday to your wife, Ian. 26 years. Like you'd be paying at least a decade once you're underground. True. <laughs> okay, well, Kathy, we hope that helps you out. Just remember, she's your mom. Okay? Yeah, we love her to bits. Don't let it get nasty. It's, life's too yeah. short. Just ask Dad. Exactly. Yes, I just wondered if it was a legal thing or not. <laughs> no, Kathy, it is. And if you if you want to find out more, like I said, if you contacted Gemma or or me off the air at some point, uh, no, that's a very long time to be paying uh, spousal support. Right. Okay. okay. Good luck, Thank Kathy. You. Bye. And if you need a lawyer for any reason, you can always contact our friends at Cohen Hiley. Ian, thanks for stopping by this morning. My pleasure, as always. CohenHiley.com for more. Dylan McKay, no longer with us. Luke Perry has passed away. It's really great how you stuck by me during all this. It was easy. I believed you. I wish it was that easy for me. I didn't always believe in myself. I was beginning to think there was more of my father inside me than I had originally thought. Oh, yeah. He had some major daddy issues, didn't didn't he? I I never watched the show. I can't remember. His dad was a real jerk. I can't remember what the deal was. If he murdered a guy or something or... He was an alcoholic, but uh, Dylan did not get along with his father on that show. Mm. And that was the big thing back then. Are you, uh, for for girls, like my sisters were all like either a Brandon or a Dylan, right? It's either Luke Perry or Jason Priestley. No love for Blondie Ian Zeering? No, he didn't get a lot of the love. <laughs> he wasn't in the mix. This was pre-Sharknado, right? So he, yeah. had, he hadn't found his lane yet. <laughs> Who did your sisters go for? Were they uh, Luke Perry fans? or? I'm pretty sure Jason Priestley was, you know, they had all the magazines and stuff growing up, but yeah. I think Jason Priestley was up their alley more. He but, went over? Yeah. Luke Perry uh, had a massive stroke last week, and he never recovered. It's brought a lot of attention to stroke awareness, and I know I've uh, had some close family members go through this, and... The sooner you can respond, the better chance you have in this situation if you're having a stroke. So doctors reminding everybody of the acronym 
Be fast or fast, okay? If you think you're having a stroke or someone you know may be having a stroke, remember be fast. The B stands for balance. Does the person have a sudden loss of balance? E is eyes. Has the person lost vision in one or both eyes? F is for face. Does the person's face look uneven? Is one side drooping down? A is for arms. Is one arm hanging down lower than Mm -hmm. the other? Have they lost strength in one side of their body? S is for speech. Is the person's speech slurred? Does the person have trouble speaking or seem uh, confused? And T is for time because it's of the essence. If uh, you go through that be fast list and you're matching up some of the symptoms with with that list, then it is time to call 911 immediately and better safe than sorry because uh, a stroke, even if you survive a stroke, just seeing the effects that it can have on people, it is, uh, it is a terrible thing, can be a terrible thing. So remember, be fast and be prepared in case you ever find yourself in that situation. We've lost a WWF wrestling legend as well. King Kong Bundy has mm-hmm. passed away. He was 61 years old. He's most well-known for some classic matches against Hulk Hogan, Bam Bam Bigelow, and Andre the Giant. And he was just one of those, uh, the first, the OG big guys mm-hmm. in that onesie wrestling outfit in the WWF or the WWE, whatever you want to refer to it as. Uh, obviously, the world of wrestling shaken by the news. Mick Foley posting on Twitter. Hate to hear about the passing of King Kong Bundy. He was so cool to me when I walked in that dressing room as an absolute nobody back in 1986. Brutus the Barber Beefcake says, OMG, I can't hardly believe my friend King Kong Bundy has passed away. Very sad news. He was a kind soul. Rest in peace, brother, until we meet again. (laughs) OMG, I thought Brutus the Barber Beefcake was dead. It's hard to keep track, man. It really is. These guys die young. One of my favorite wrestling signs, I remember being a kid, and I I always wanted to go to a wrestling match just to bring a sign. I never did it. Um, But one of the funniest signs, and this stands out in my head, somebody had in the crowd, it was a giant pair of underwear, like tidy whities and two guys were actually holding it up on big sticks. It was this giant pair of underwear, and it said Bundy's Undies. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> As a nine-year-old watching wrestling, that is that you you can't get better than that. <laughs> Bundy's Undies. Rest in peace, King Kong Bundy. He's died at age sixty-one. I wanna see you peacock, Time for sports. Devin Peacock joins us here in the FM 96 studios. And a solid win for the Toronto Maple Leafs last night, Dev. A solid win for the Toronto Maple Leafs. They were playing in Calgary, but it sort of kind of felt like they were playing in Toronto because... When the Leafs... Because it's cheaper to fly to Calgary and buy a <laughs> ticket to see the Leafs play. The Leafs, like I think, have the best fan base in the NHL. 
certainly whenever they go on their Western road trip, you always see lots of Leaf jerseys, lots of Leaf hats. But like during last night's game, there were cheers for Anderson. When uh, Tyler Ennis had his hat trick, there were a lot of hats on the ice, which doesn't happen in road arenas. Like they had like dozens of hats on the ice after Tyler Ennis scored his hat trick. And like just throughout the game, there were Leaf chants, Leaf cheers. This is something you don't get with any other franchise, at least to this degree, in the NHL. I think the Leaf, like everyone likes to make fun of Leaf fans because they've always in the past, you know, planning parades in October and whatnot. But truly, show me a fan base that's better than Leafs. It's almost a sickness. Like the obsession? Well, it's a, it's a, like a delusion. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, no more so than any other team, any other sport. Well, but you, your team, it's like you're in a relationship and you have been giving, giving, giving with everything in your heart your entire life, and you've never gotten anything in return. Oh, come on. So, you know what? I, I don't completely disagree with Taz because it's it's off balance between, like, the Leaf fans give more than they get from the franchise, but I do think... Now's a good point. Now it's like it's like the Leafs went to rehab, they're clean and sober, they're treating you a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. You think maybe if, if they can stay off the bottle, this is going to work out. Well, look at the Chicago Cubs fans. They stuck there for the longest sure. time ever. In the, in the, Red Sox fans are the same. Okay. Like, Red Sox. You say they got the good payoff, but how many of those fans died along the way? <laughs> they <laughs> well, never got to they see their team. Some died with a smile on their face after that win, though, no matter what. It was all worth it. How far does it go? When the Leafs are in uh, Vancouver tomorrow night, do you think it's going to be the same thing? You're going to see the Leaf jerseys in the crowd? It'll absolutely be the same thing. You see it when they, whenever they're in Florida. You see it when they're in Arizona. Los Angeles? You see it in Los Angeles. You see it everywhere they go. And I, I can't not point out, basically their second arena is Ottawa. Because those Senators fans <laughs> will just fold like, you know, they'll, they'll do anything to sell their tickets You're to right. Leaf fans. They still can't sell out. Yeah. The, 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 only, the only way, the only hope. They've got two home teams Ottawa, and they still can't sell out. <laughs> the only hope Ottawa has of selling out is to sell to Leaf fans whenever the Leafs come into play. Look at these pictures, man. This is, this is something else. I, I'm really starting to like this guy. This Pete Davidson character. <laughs> Holy cow. He is an overachiever deluxe. He's at a uh, Rangers game the other day watching some hockey. So he's a hockey fan. That's cool. Yeah, I like him. And uh, he's there with Kate Beckinsale, who is the, she's the hot vampire woman from Underworld, yeah. right? She's a gorgeous British actress. The two of them are making out like uh, it's the last day on earth. Just tongue everywhere. Like they are going at it. Gross. It is gross. I mean, I'm the uh, in-game host for the London Knights games at Budweiser Gardens on Friday nights, and we do the kiss cam, and there is sort of an unwritten rule where... If you are going to use tongue on the kiss cam or while you're you're doing some public displays of affection in the crowd, mm-hmm. make sure the tongue is not visible to the public, <laughs> right? Because it's 10 times the size on the jumbotron. <laughs> 10 <laughs> times more disgusting. Just give her a little slip in there. Mm. But don't don't like op- full on open mouth. Like he's leading with the tongue here. Those tongues are touching before anything else. <laughs> 
going to town, and the look on uh, the guy sitting next to him, who happens to be Anthony from the uh, Netflix show Queer Eye, one of the Fab Five, mm-hmm. he looks just absolutely uncomfortable. He looks like he can hear the makeout session. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even have to look. He's got the peripheral going on, and he can hear the... Like this Pete Davidson guy, he's 25 years old. Kate Beckinsale is 45. Oh, wow. Total coog town here. This relationship, there's no way it's going to last. This is a PR relationship I've, if I've ever seen one. How yeah, long do, do you they think they a, were making out until that shot was taken? Do they have a movie coming out together or something that they're trying to promote? One of them does, yeah. for sure. I can guarantee it. <laughs> like, listen, you're grown adults. We've all had a couple drinks in us at, in public, and you get a little touchy-feely, but... When you're two super famous people at a hockey game, you know the cameras are on you. You know yeah. exactly what you're doing here. Yeah, absolutely. Or maybe Kate Beckinsale hates Ariana Grande. Or maybe Kate Beckinsale hates her, her ex-boyfriends. That's true. That's true, too. She went out with Michael Sheen for a long time. But, uh, he's in a ton of movies. He was uh, he was one of the werewolves in the uh, Underworld movies. Oh, vampire and werewolves. <laughs> Destined to break up. Yeah, opposites attract, man, obviously. Because <laughs> she's now making out with... Uh, well, he does kind of look like a vampire. One of those cool hip vampires? Pete Davidson. He's pretty pale. He's got the butthole eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just going for it. Yeah, Ariana Grande, Kate Beckinsale. This guy is on a roll. He's got a big Johnson, right? That's the rumor. Big D energy is the quote that surrounds him. That's what Ariana Grande. She wrote a song him. about the size of his his manhood, didn't yeah. she? That's, That's all we need. That's <laughs> all we need, Jim. We need someone, a famous <laughs> pop star, to write a song that says we've got... Mad D energy? What is it? Big, big we D need, energy. We need some big D energy. Oh. Karma swirling around Carly us. Carly Rae Jepsen, I'm looking in your direction. <laughs> I need a song. Taz and Jim have the big D energy. <laughs> That's the Taz Show podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio, 95.9 on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM 96 or fm96.com.